Hey guys, welcome back to the Palette Plug Podcast. This is episode five with your hosts, Corey and Kyle. What's going on, guys? Uh, today, we are going to be talking about haul-offs. So what are they? How are they beneficial to your business? Um, how can you obtain them? How can you go after them? Kind of the value prop of being able to offer them to people and um, some of the other benefits that they can bring from not only just being pallets, but also the income that they can come from it uh, and everything that kind of goes into that. So we're just going to jump right into it as we always do. What exactly is a haul off? So Corey, what, what would you describe a haul off to be? A haul off would really just be any extra pallets that, you know, you go to a location and they got 4840s, but they also have odd sizes. To me, that, that should be included in picking up those 4840s. Uh, keep there, you know, get the area cleaned up, keep it nice. Uh, you know, obviously we know that pallets are a fire hazard. They create a home for unwanted guests. You know, yeah, that's true. And so, <laughs> you know, picking those up and not knowing what to do with them mm -hmm. can be kind of the, the process of, okay, what do I have? What do I have? What right. can I do with them? Uh, there's a lot of things you can do with them. You can, you know, size them, set them to the side and find a buyer. Mm -hmm. uh, you can strip the material down and sell just the lumber. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I personally, that's what I do with a lot of our stuff is we do strip it all out okay. and try to maximize the dollar. Yeah. I want to, so. I do want to kind of to rope back a little bit because I think okay. we are getting a little ahead of ourselves, but I appreciate that. I think, um, you know, like what are they as a whole? It's like you said, right? It's, it's additional pallets maybe that, that, um, are not 4840s or depending on the situation, like for example, one of the haul offs that I had come across was, um, a warehouse that had multiple different businesses within it. And then they had a specific yard in which they would put all of their pallets in. And it was a bunch of different sizes. There were some 4840s in there, but most of them were like odd sizes. And so what they were looking for was just somebody consistently to come by and remove those pallets, regardless of the size, the quantity, the condition, you know? And I think that that's um, the definition of a haul off, right? Is you right. remove everything regardless of the size of the, the condition that it's in. Um, and from there, that's where you can then, we can talk about like, why are they helpful to your business? So I think that um, the reason that they can be helpful is, is kind of like you were saying, well, it's helpful to the other business, the fire hazard and the safety side of things. But I think that the, like what you do. So I think that, you know, you can talk about, what you do with your pallets and, and the haul offs that you do. And that can be an emphasis as to like why it's beneficial. So would you mind sharing with everybody? Yeah. So, uh, being helpful to businesses is not only, you know, it, it's, it's a two way street. It's beneficial to both the customer and the guy picking the pallets up, you know, because one, you're picking up everything you're keeping their area clean and they're more likely to have you come back because you did pick up everything. It's not, you're not picking and choosing and stuff like that. You're just going in, okay, I'm going to clean this place out. And you know, if you, if you pick up an extra 20 pallets because they're odd size, cool. 
you know, you can strip them down. You can use them for to repair pallets. You mm-hmm. can use them to, you know, uh, strip the deck boards out. Throw them on Marketplace. You know, the, the pallet walls, you know, that these housewives are wanting, you know, <laughs> dude, you would be absolutely surprised at how many guys I have come up to me and like, man, I'm so glad I found you. My wife wanted this pallet wall, nice. but I have no time or no desire to sit there and break down pallets. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and you're talking selling, you know, 40, 50, you know, 100, 200 boards for like 150 bucks. So it's still I mean, like a good, good oh, yeah, way it's, to it's, make some additional money. Oh, absolutely. It's, you know, shoot, man, I've on a Saturday when nothing's going on and you have somebody reach out to you, hey, man, you got any lumber? I need, you know, to do this pallet wall and stuff. Yeah, man, come by. Nice. You know, and, and I'm always really, you know, nice about it and stuff like that because I'm like, you know, oh, yeah, man, you know, I don't know how many I need. And, you know, mm-hmm. well, how big's your area? Well, you're going to need about 200 boards. You know, give me 150 bucks. Take what you need. If That's you need awesome. more, just holler at me, and I'll let you just come get it. Yeah, because you know, there's so many pallets that get left behind mm-hmm. that can be stripped out, that can be hauled off, and and try not to take them to this dump. Um, yeah, I know I th- there's a lot of companies that you know that have roll offs that uh, you know, oh man, uh. Yeah, we just throw our pallets in this roll-off, and then they go mm-hmm. haul it off to the dump. Yeah, the you know, is, Pallets are a natural organic material, mm-hmm. but there's so much more that we could do with them. Yeah, I think, um, you know, like one of the benefits to, to the business is kind of like what you've been talking about is like selling the wood, mm-hmm. uh, repurposing the wood for, for building pallets with. I think that it off you offer another service in your business, you know? So it's like, I know people who, who just like strictly do haul offs or maybe it's like they are a a junk removal company. Mm -hmm. And so this is something that they kind of rolled into their business as well as where they're like, well, I'm already picking up everything. I have good relationships with like, um, you know, the dumps and stuff like that. Like maybe I should also get involved in pallets. And so that's kind of like another, another benefit to somebody's business is it's additional source of income. It's an additional, um, service that you can offer. And then I think the, like another big benefit to it is like you were saying with, to the business, right. Where it's like, you're keeping the space clean, you're offering a consistent service. Um, there's the professionalism aspect of it. There's the recycling aspect of it. So really it's just an all around big benefit to people. And I think one of the, the biggest takeaways though, is that like we all focus on 4840s, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's pretty much, if you're in the United States, like that's, that's all you're really thinking about and focusing on. But I think that there's more niche opportunities in haul offs because it expands your reach as far as like the pallets you're willing to pick up the pallets that you can sell the pallets you can break down to reuse the material that you might come across in that process. So mm-hmm. there might be wooden wire reels, there might be uh, barrels and drums, there might be totes that you can uh, also involve yourself with. So it's really just like a good way to expand your business and bring in other sources of income and revenue. Um, 
and be able to appeal to different businesses, in my opinion. So I really just wanted to kind of like overall summarize it for people. So then that way, if they're like, what is a haul off? You know, like, right. I don't understand that. You know, I think I just wanted to put that out there for everybody. Not uh, only that, but when, when you get into to the, you know, you come up to these, these companies that have pallets and they'll ask you, hey, uh, you know, they'll, they'll bring up, well, do you pay for your pallets? Right. And, you know, that's that's the big thing is not getting not having to pay for pallets. Right. So, yeah, what I normally would do is not normally suggest is tell them, okay, I will take everything, all all your pallets, odd size, broken, whatever. And I will pay you a dollar per pallet versus Mm -hmm. where they wanted three, four or five dollars per pallet. Mm -hmm. And to them, okay, now they don't have to send Bobby and Jimmy and Joe out there to clean up the pallet stack, right. you know, because the, the three knuckleheads are going to take eight hours to do a 30 minute job. <laughs> and so, and you know, when you tell them that they're like, Oh great, man. Yeah, cool. You're here. Take them all. And you can build some very strong relationships with people. Yeah. And business yeah. owners love other business owners. Mm-hmm. It's a good you know, point. So, I've had people, you know, reach out to me. Hey, so-and-so gave me your number. They say you do pallets. I've got a bunch. You know, you, you just want to come pick them up. Cool. Yeah. Uh, farmers. Uh, if, you're in your, if you're in a big agriculture area, man, go talk to your farmers, you know, mm-hmm. during uh, planting season and stuff like that. And, you know, they'll have plentiful pallets, you know, yeah. and stuff like that. And then, you know, what do you do with those pallets? Well, you can either strip them out. Or you can go and uh, find where that seed company is and offer to sell them back to that company. Mm-hmm. You know, so like where we live, we have a company called West Gaines Seed okay. in Gaines County, Texas. And <clears throat> so what we do is, you know, you find the, the their supplier and then you go back and you sell their those pallets back to their supplier Mm-hmm. And their supplier sells them back to them, and it's a just a revolving door. Mm-hmm. And so, um, how do you find them? They're everywhere. Pallets yeah. are everywhere. <clears throat> they're behind every warehouse. They're behind every shopping center. They're next to dumpsters. They're on the curbs. Like, just drive around your city. I can guarantee you can find pallets. Well, let's play devil's advocate, though, right? So we're talking specifically, specifically, geez, about haul off opportunities, right? So if right. somebody were to come to you and say, "Well, sure, I can go around and find pallets. That's easy." But like, how do I convince somebody that that it's a that it's a haul off opportunity that I get to do this consistently? And I think that it's kind of like what you talked about, right? Is like it's that relationship building. It's that um, building the value, making them understand like what what you're actually trying to go for. So I think right. that like when you're talking to somebody, you know, and, and there's so many, remember dude, this is what I was saying where it's like, there's so many things that kind of tie into this where it's like the one thing that you talked about was the cleanliness, the safety. I think another thing that you mentioned was like the money aspect of it where they're like, well, you pay for your pallets. What do you pay for your pallets? I want money for my pallets. Right. It's, it's the, 
you going into this and looking at it like there's a problem and and you're here to solve that problem and and so we got to analyze the situation all right, right i can see like for an example like i got they got 10 4840s i can put a value to that based off of my area and what i can sell them for okay right. so i know that that's worth that much and then from there i can see that they have you know 30 or 40 odd sizes or like mm -hmm you know, 20 of one size and then 10 of another and 10 of another. And so you got like this whole pile of things that you don't know what to do with. But I think that you bring it back down and say, okay, I know that there's value in the 4840s. I know that they're in good condition. I know I can make this much off of them. Right. Take that into your negotiations when approaching them about the other sizes and saying, well, hey, look, there's really no value assigned to these guys. Normally, I charge a haul-off fee to remove sizes of uh, like this and, and pallets in this condition. But today, you know, I'll, I'll willingly do it all for free or whatever right. it is. You know, I think that the the biggest thing is making sure that what you're doing, you're at least getting some sort of value out of it, whether it's like the pallets themselves or they're paying you to do the the haul-off service. Um, oh, I absolutely. Think that, you know, it's it's just going into it and and having the mentality of of basically like it's it's knowledge and and recognition of like what's in front of you. In my opinion, you know, like if right, you look yeah. at and so yeah. you know when you're talking about having somebody pay you for a haul off, you know how do you how do you go about putting a value on that? Well, mm -hmm. you have to look at your dump fees. You have to look at how far do I have to drive to the dump yard. Mm -hmm. And so, and I'm not saying that I don't take stuff to the dump because we do have, you know, little scraps that are, you know, two, three inches that we, you can't do anything with. Right. And I would prefer somebody to come by and get them and use them in a bonfire. Right. But, uh, you know, we can do, you know, so I still have to take it out. My, my dump yard charges like $20 a ton. I feel like that's pretty solid. And so you can do, you know, hey, okay, cool. I'm going to charge you $30 a load, depending on how much is there. Um, do you think what 30? I do personally for businesses that, that you know, okay, I'm going to have, you know, Bobby Joe and all them, you know, we're going to go load up this trailer and take it to the dump. Mm -hmm. What I allow is I allow them to actually come to my yard and unload for free. Hmm. So I'm not going out and picking up pallets. They're bringing them to me. Oh, that's smart. That's really so, good. You know, I so don't the, touch them. All I have to do is, hey, yeah, put them back there, drop them off. They'll unload them, stack them, and they're gone. They use they use their own trailer and everything. Yeah, they use their own trailer, their own manpower. Uh, and all I have done is provided them a place. One, I've kept them out of the dump mm -hmm. so we can use the material. Right. Uh, I saved them money. Mm -hmm. Because not only are they having to pay two guys or three guys to go screw off all day, but I kept them from paying two, three, four hundred dollars in dump fees. I was just about to say, yeah. And so, did they have a dumpster as well, or or was that uh, they just no, had they, like just, a, they just they just bring out. a trailer? Gotcha. But uh, well, I meant like, were they paying for a dumpster to throw that no, stuff out, or you no. you saved them from having to? Go yeah, from route. having to go that gotcha. route and stuff like that. And, gotcha. you know, and I've thought about it, too. You know, uh, guys, you can buy a roll-off setup 
for like $35,000, which I know is like, oh my God, that's a lot of money. But you talk to a customer, right? You walk in and I would suggest making a flyer, a little pamphlet with your business card attached to the front. Hey, you know, we're in the area. I noticed you had a bunch of pallets out back. Here's my business card. Here's my flyer. This is what we do. We do haul-offs. We do junk removal. We do pallet removal. Uh, you know, we do – we'll clean your freaking sidewalk for you if you want us to. You know, and that's a whole other business aspect that you could tie yeah, into yeah. the to the removal business and to the, to the pallet business and stuff like that. But you can go buy a trailer and three roll-offs for like $35,000 and go talk to these businesses and be like, hey, I've got these roll-offs. This is what I do. I do pallets. And you can offer them, hey, I will drop my, my roll-off to you. You fill it up at no charge. Or you can say, okay, cool. I'm going to charge you 200 bucks, And we'll drop this roll-off. You fill it up and we haul it off for you. Seems a little you know, like I hear where you're coming from. I think that I would highly suggest it if you're capable of it. I think that more so for like people that that I think that we might be, you know, our audience and things like that. I think they might be more in line with the like lower cost side of things. Right, so I right. think to still make well, it you relevant. Ways about it because, like in my area, mm-hmm. we're we're in this like. I think we're in like year 10 of this like 30 year expansion Oh, in this like super like economic boom. That yeah, they're yeah. So they're Protect building it. houses like crazy. Mm-hmm. And so you can go up to some of these builders and be like, Hey, I've got a roll off business. I won't charge you for my roll off. If you put all your lumber that y'all can't use because it's either bent, twisted, but it's still usable for the pallet industry. Mm. Mm. I'm going to drop my roll off off. Y'all can fill it up. I'll pick it up at no charge. Yeah, and I see what you're saying. So now you're getting new lumber mm-hmm. to build with, you know, two by fours, uh, two by twelves, uh, two by sixes. And I know you're like, man, why, why would you take a two by twelve and, and, what, what would you do with a 2 by 12 mm-hmm. There's actually a guy on one of the uh, Facebook groups. He actually takes 2 by 12s and strips them down to 2x4s and makes brand new 48-inch notch runners out of them. Wow. And he was like, the reason why I use the 2x6 and the 2x12 is because I get more out of it. Mm-hmm. You know? Makes sense. And so... I'm just like, dude, that's pretty cool. That's actually pretty genius. Yeah. So yeah. I think that the, the biggest thing and the coolest thing about this industry is that like people adjust and adapt based off of their environment and, and the skills and knowledge that they have. And so, you know, it's like if one, one thing knows one thing from another, or one person knows one thing from another, like that guy, right. He, he, right. he was intelligent enough to see that and, and benefit from it. Um, so I think it's cool to be able to see that and be a part of an industry where people are adaptive like that and can adjust. Um, I think to kind of like make it more relevant or not, not relevant, but like uh, relative to like what we were talking, 
about, which is the like how to find these. Like you said, they're they're everywhere, but they're more so going to be in situations like that, like you've described, which like that's a harder one to kind of you know, like I said, the dumpster thing, but like, Hey, you know, if you see a construction site going on, like approach those guys and, mm-hmm. and see if they do need somebody to remove their pallets and you can be that guy or same thing that you did, you know, offer them a location to drop off their pallets at when they're done on the job site. That's huge. Right. Um, I think like to kind of just, you know, think back to like the opportunities that I've had, most of them, were businesses that just like were unaware of the disposal process of pallets, you know, like maybe, maybe they had a guy and they'd say, Oh, well, he just comes by and he, he only takes like certain pallets and we don't really know why. And then you can educate them and say, well, the reason for that is this. And, you know, I'll actually take everything and you build that rapport with them and you make them say, okay, well, you know, why would I allow this guy who just kind of like comes by and makes a mess to continue to do so when, this person has a business, they've offered me a service, you know, there's consistency in what they're trying to do. So, um, yeah, that professionalism aspect of it, but like businesses to look at, like, I think like construction sites, anything that's like, like managed by a property manager, I think would be really helpful too. You know, I have a a, dude, property management companies love pallet guys. They love guys that will come all off. Um, shopping centers, Mm-hmm. Find out who manages that property. Yes. Call them up and be like, hey, this is what I do. I haul off material. I haul off junk. Um, I haul off pallets. Um, I noticed, you know, I was picking up some pallets at this location, and I noticed behind this door there's a bunch of, you know, yeah. uh, trash and stuff like <clears> that. <throat> you know, would y'all be willing to pay me to come in and clean it all up? Nine out, nine, nine out of ten times they're going to say yes because right. they want that to look beautiful. They want it to be yeah. clean. Yeah. Uh, and then sometimes they'll be like, oh, so our uh, yard care guys aren't doing their job, you know, because when you talk property management companies, you know, you may have one management company that may oversee two, three hundred, four hundred locations. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And so – um, you know, you just find out, you know, the general, uh, address to the, to the facility. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find these companies through your local tax office. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of them, if they have a vacant building, they'll have their number right on the front door. I mean, the signs there, yeah. Yeah. you know, and yeah. like, drive so like the parking lot. for instance, I pick up uh pallets from Harbor Freight. Nice. I was picking up their pallets one day, and this guy come up to me. And he was like, "Hey, you got permission to pick those up?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I do, actually, from Harbor Freight." <laughs> he was like, "Oh, well, I work for the property management company," and I'm like, "All right, cool, man. Nice to meet you." You know, because so- sometimes these sometimes people, you know, they come off real hard and real strong, yeah. and what the fuck, are you, you know, sorry. Yeah, you're good. You know, you're what good. are you doing back here? And I'm like, I'm doing what Harbor Freight wants me to do. And yeah. well, do you mind picking up all the pallets and you know in this? shopping center for us and helping us keep it clean back here and stuff and it's like comes off super aggressive and then yeah, offers you well, an opportunity you know, you're, to make you're back there you know if you're behind a grocery store or whatever you're really not supposed to be back there you know yeah yeah and so you know you got to kind of de-escalate the situation and yeah you know me i'm i'm five foot eight 250 pounds i'm not a small guy you know 
So, you know, I get people all the time that look at me and they're like, oh, you're an asshole, you know, or you're, you, you just look mean. And I'm like, dude, I'm mm-hmm. the nicest guy on the face of the earth until you like cross me and then I'm ready to yeah, yeah. freaking fight. Yeah. But so like, I do get a lot of people that come towards me aggressively. And then, you know, when, when you, you deescalate the situation, you let them know what you're doing and, and the process and stuff like that. And then they're like, oh, you're here to help us. Right. Then it's like, okay, cool, man. Advantage. Yeah. Like the dude gave me like all this information, like, you know, who his boss is and how I go about calling them and all this stuff and awesome. helping them clean up and, you know, and property management companies love, love guys that haul stuff off as long as you will call them and let mm-hmm. them know. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. they'll tell you, oh, it's up to the store. So you go talk to the store manager. Oh, talking to store managers. Usually the best time to talk to a store manager or a, a management person to me is right about one thirty, two o'clock in the afternoon. I was just about to say, yeah, right around. And the like reason why, and I'm going to tell you all, and this is my theory, and this may not work for everybody, but it works for me. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it is going to get a little graphic, so... Try not just, to. Yeah, try not to, but okay. No. So anyways, don't show up at 7.30 in the morning, 8 o'clock in the morning, because this guy's trying to get his guys out the door, right. get him rolling, get their jobs going, stuff like that. Don't show up at 11 o'clock, because all he's thinking about is going to lunch, taking his secretary out to the parking lot, you know, whatever. Dude. <laughs> but anyways, and so... You know, okay, so he, he's coming back from lunch. He's happy. He's cool. Everything's relaxed. Guys are getting their stuff done for the day. You know, at between one thirty and 2 o'clock, if he ain't got any meetings going on, all he's doing is sitting back and just looking at paperwork, hanging, hanging out. out. You know, if you show up at 4.30, he's ready to go home. Mm-hmm. You know, he's ready to shut the place down, go home to his family, hang out. He yeah. does not want to deal with you. So between one thirty and about two thirty, three o'clock is kind of pushing it. But you know that window—if you can talk to a manager in that window time—yeah, ninety-nine percent of the time you're going to get a yes. You're going to get somewhere. Yeah, having know? worked retail when I was younger, it's like literally the best time. It's it's so. dead. It's quiet. There's nobody in there. Usually, I mean, it depends on what kind of business it is, but right. for the most part, like that's that's definitely the situation that you'll come across. So, you're, so you're right. I think that that timing, your your uh, introduction is is important because like if you're calling when nobody's in the office, it's like mm-hmm. you'll feel like you've done something you're like oh well i called them and it's like yeah but you called them and nobody was there like so nothing right. came out of your your efforts yeah, nobody, you know? nobody was there or they hung up on you because they didn't want to talk to you because you're yeah. soliciting them over the phone yeah and same thing goes for this right like if you walk in at that time where it's like they're super busy or they're just getting started with their day like mm-hmm. don't get me wrong i i get it you know like sales is sales and if you got the time to do something then then do it but also recognize that other people have other lives, you know, other people have their lives too, that they're trying to deal with. And so if you can recognize that, acknowledge that and like work around that for them, I think that they're going to be more inclined to want to like work with you and, and have you be the person to remove the pallets. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think to kind of like, you know, we're talking about like how to find them, how to get them, I think is similar to kind of what we're, we're touching base on now is like your timing of, of going there. I think that it's in relation to like what we were talking about earlier 
um, acknowledging, you know, their situation, right? So if it's 10 4840s or, you know, more 4840s than the other ones, like it'd be kind of foolish if you left 10 odd size pallets and you got 30 4840s out of it, you know, like right. even if you, even if you don't know what to do with them right away, like just help the business out in that situation. Um, but I think like how to get them is pertaining to knowing what you're looking for, knowing how it's going to benefit you and like what you specifically need out of the opportunity. And then, uh, making sure that the deal makes sense for everybody involved. Right, I think absolutely. that if, you know, um, you got a 12 foot trailer, don't, don't you dare offer you're trying to get paid $400 to, to haul off, you know, yeah. like offer like 200 bucks or something like that, you know? And you know, and the thing is though, guys, Look at Marketplace. Look at Craigslist. Marketplace, you can go in there and type in free pallets near me, and you're going to find a dozen A lot businesses. of brokers. <laughs> right. <laughs> you're you're going to find a dozen businesses that have pallets that need hauled off. I mean, there's – man, like in, in in my area, we're a big – we're a manufacturing city. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we have, and it's our, our diversity is massive yeah. in my area. So we have. In regards to the types of businesses that you have? Yeah, the types of business. I mean, we gotcha. have manufacturing, we have uh, hospitals, we have, uh, shoot, man, furniture companies. So you, I get, dude, I get pallets all the way from a little 20 by 20 pallet all the way up to a 52 by 22 foot long wow. pallet. Wow. You know, and you're like, man, what do you do with the, that, that stuff? You strip it out, mm-hmm. you know, strip it out, haul it off, keep the area clean, uh, reduce the, uh, the, the fire hazard, reduce the unwanted guest. You know, when I say unwanted guest, that could be pet, uh, Rabbits, birds, yeah, raccoons, raccoons, homeless mm-hmm. people. I haven't had uh, that one for <laughs> I have. So. I uh. No, I don't. I don't. Let's. let's I actually, let's, funny story. I was actually uh, reached out by a company. It's Octopharma Plasma, mm-hmm. and they would set their pallets out in the alleyway. Okay. And so they reached out to us, and they're like, "Hey, can you just come by, pick up these pallets, haul them off for us?" Um, of course, there's they do have some standards, and some of theirs are very narrow, but they're still like 48 inches long. But they're just like a like a 24, 25 inch, which is great mm. for me because I have a customer that'll buy them. Oh, okay. And so, you know, we're like, yeah, we'll come by, pick it up, no problem. Get out there, start picking them up, move a pallet, and there's a homeless guy he literally built a little house. Oh, so he was like inside of him? Yeah, he was like inside the pallets, and I went to move them, and he like got pissed. He's like, what are you doing? This is where I sleep at night. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> we were hired to haul this stuff off. Yeah. So you can do my job here. Yeah. Well, so, so yes, there's, there's unwanted pets that can reside in them. And the, the benefit is to the business. But, um, I think that like, I'm trying to, to think in relation to like what we were talking about, like how to kind of go after how to get it actually is like, just know what you're looking for, approach the business owner, you know, stay consistent with it. The timing of your, your approach is, is a lot. Um, 
I think that making sure that the deal benefits everybody. So whether it's like they have a bunch of pallets they don't care about and they're willing to pay you for it, great. Or they have a bunch of 4840s that you can make money off of and then they have odds that, you know, are waste, whatever it is. It doesn't really matter. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I think uh, in regards to what you do when, when you find the opportunity uh, and, and how to make it like relevant to or beneficial to both like you and the business um, is again, looking at what you have kind of going through the different sizes, seeing if there's other opportunities there for you, whether it's through recycling or, or totes or uh, metal or plastic drums. Um, and then I think that, you know, just making sure that you can keep up with what they're asking of you as well is huge. You know, I think that sometimes people, tend to bite off more than they can chew. And, you know, if you're one guy, <laughs> I do yeah. that all the time. <laughs> well, I've, I've done it to myself too, honestly. So I'm speaking from experience. I remember like there was one situation where I was like, this is great. You know, like it's really, it works out well for me, but it was one of those. And I think you have one of these, right. Where it's like, you can't keep up, right. They, they, they just keep putting out more than what you can take off. And if they're fine with that, then great. You know, like as long as they're not like, we need this space clean by this time and yeah. this way, like, okay, cool. Like you can, you can allow me to work off of my schedule. But like, I remember I came across these guys that were like, we need this area completely clean once a week. And like, they were throwing hundreds of pallets and like broken pallets out there. And it was just me doing it by myself. And I just went to them. And I was like, I can't, keep up with what you guys are doing. Like I can't come here every single day. It takes away from everything else that I have to do. And also just like, it wasn't a, a one-time thing. You know, it's like I'd, right. I'd fill my truck up with like massive pallets, odd size pallets. And then I might maybe have some 4840s and then some other sizes in there. So it just became this like super overwhelming thing for me. Like in turn, that's what it turned out to be. At first I was like, this is great, but you know, it's like after you kind of do it a couple of times, you realize what you've signed up for. So I think yeah. that's a big thing too, is just making sure you, you are aware of what you're doing and what you're signing up for. Usually on a, on a situation like that, where, you know, you're talking about, you know, they're throwing out hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and you're limited to what you, you know, you can fill your trailer up, but it's never going to be enough. What I do with those situations, that's my last stop of every day. You know, I'll go by hmm. there. Okay, cool. I'm going to go pick up 50 pallets today. Okay. You know, I'm headed to the house. I'm going to go pick them up, you know, and then we'll drop them off in the morning at the shop and okay. uh, do it that way. That's a good um, idea. On the other hand, what you could also do, and what I do is when I get into those situations where I have found somebody, you know, that needs pallets hauled off, I also look to see if they're using pallets. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. So you're throwing out these, you know, you got merchandise coming in, you know, you're you've got these oversized pallets that you can't use, you don't want, but you're using forty eight forties. And I'll play the flip card. Hey, I'll <laughs> sell, you know, do y'all buy pallets? Who are you buying pallets from? Mm -hmm. You know, uh how much are you paying for these? Well, this is what I will do for you. And I do this with my one I got one customer that we do that with their cardboard. Uh, you know, we sit there and we say, hey, I'll haul your cardboard off. You'll get a credit for X amount of pallets. Mm -hmm. 
based on market value of what your cardboard is worth. And then, you know, we go from there. And they yeah. love it, dude. They absolutely love it. Because throughout the year, yeah, even though they're spending, you know, twelve, fifteen, sixteen, eighteen thousand dollars a year in pallets buying from me, they're still getting, you know, on average, I think we're doing like last year, I think we did like ten loads of free pallets to them. You know? So <laughs> So it's is it is it like you sell their recycling and then you keep tabs of that to them yes. or you sell their cardboard and then you keep tabs of that report mm-hmm. it back to them and say, Hey, this is what I got last week. So I'm taking this off of your pallet yep. delivery. Okay. Gotcha. Yep. So that's helpful. And I think that that's like a win-win for, for everybody. But at the end of the day, you're still making money on that situation. Right. Absolutely. Right. And I so. used to, I used to do dollar for dollar. Mm-hmm. So what it was is like when I first started out doing it, it was like, okay, cool. I, I dropped, you know, I picked up this cardboard. I made $150 where you're going to get $150 credit. Mm-hmm. And my sister came in and she was like, you can't do that. You have to make money. And <laughs> I'm like, okay, fine. So I split the difference and all that stuff. So now it, it works out great. Nice. You know, and no, that's awesome. So, it's, you know, finding out, okay, are they buying pallets? Who are they buying it from? Can mm-hmm. you make a deal with them to buy pallets from yeah. you directly? Yeah. Uh, you know, some people are going to be like, oh, well, so-and-so sells them to us for, you know, $10 a piece. You know, okay, cool. I can sell them to you for 8 mm-hmm. sell them to you for seven fifty a piece, mm-hmm. you know, or I can sell them to you for $5 a piece. Oh, you can save us that much money? Because business owners, there's there's two things business owners don't like spending money on, or they don't they don't like buying stuff and they don't like paying taxes. <laughs> Does anybody? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you know, you sit there and if you can save them money in the long run, they're happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they're they're more liable, they're more acceptable to you coming in, and you know, doing what you need to do in their facility, mm-hmm. whether it's picking up pallets, dropping off pallets, picking up cardboard. Um, and they know like this customer, they know that they can call me and be like, Hey man, we just threw out this metal rack. That's all twisted up. Cause somebody hit it with a forklift. Hmm. You know, do you mind come picking it up? Yeah, cool. I'll haul it off for you. You know, so, so you do everything again. I'll do that, everything, that dude. I value. have hauled off forklifts for wow. people. I have hauled off, you know, scrap metal for people, uh, you know, junk, wood, mm-hmm. uh, just, I like to consider myself a full service company. Mm-hmm. If my customers need something, call me, you know, I'll try to be there. I'll try to make it work out where everybody's happy. Everybody's good. Yeah. And it's really worked out for me. So no, it's awesome. And I know that like when we, like, uh, yesterday when we were on the phone and you were like picking up pallets and, uh, and then, like, you know, you thought you were picking up from the one guy, and then it ended up being that other yeah. customer. Yeah. But then they were like, cool, man. Like, thanks for coming and picking up our pallets. Like, yeah. we appreciate it. Yeah, they were, it, like, you know? extremely hip because they're, like, right yeah. next door to each other. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, this company that I pick up for is called Texas Tea to Go. Mm-hmm. And they're just a tea company that owns a bunch of, like, you know, you walk in, hey, I want that peach tea. and Or they okay. make you some gotcha. weird-ass energy drink. 
yeah. using tea blends and stuff oh, it's like, like that. It's like a like a smoothie type situation. Um, it's not smoothie, but like down here, you know, we're in the south. Everybody drinks tea. Gotcha. You know, so yeah, we're not too big. You know, they have they have like yeah, yeah. teas called like Sunset and Superman and Superwoman and like stuff like that. They're like antioxidant. Yeah. Type. Gotcha. Yeah, it's okay. just crazy gotcha. herbal blend stuff. And gotcha. so I was like, you know, I reached That's out to him one day. I was like, hey, I noticed you had some pallets, you know, behind your your corporate office. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, can I pick them up? And they're like, yeah, take them. Cool. And so I'm like sitting there. And I come around the corner and there's like, dude, I kid you not, man. I probably picked up like 30 pallets. Oh, and I nice. Think 20, 22 of them were uh, 4840s. So I was like, cool, you know, super happy happy. about that. Yeah. You know, I'm loading and, you know, FedEx driver shows up, drops off a load to this door, guys next door. And I'm just loading pallets, not Mm -hmm. paying them no attention at all. And then the older gentleman came over and he was like, oh, are you picking up all of them? And I'm like, yeah. And normally I wouldn't. Yeah. But because I was busted in the moment. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, okay, I'll haul them off for you. Make you happy. Yeah, yeah. And so he's like, yeah, cool, man. Appreciate it. Because yeah. where they're at, you know. It just works out. It just works out. Yeah, it worked out great. And yeah, even though I ended up busting my uh, handle on my tailgate, but, mm-hmm. Damn. you know, that's what happens when you drive a 20-year-old truck. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, I was like, yeah. yeah, cool, man. I'll pick them all up, get them all loaded. And because I was kind of like setting the odd size ones to the side. Oh, I and see. he asked gotcha. me about it. He was like, well, are you gotcha. taking those? And I'm like, yeah, I, I put all the standards on my trailer and then all the odd size stuff goes in the back of my truck. Gotcha. And okay. He was like, oh, I remember okay, cool. That. Yeah, man. I appreciate it. Anytime you want to come by, just come by and pick them up. Nice. And so, you know, you can turn, you can turn a, a bad situation. Cause that could have been like, Hey, we don't want you picking up our pallets. What the hell are mm-hmm. you doing? Yeah. To, yeah. Hey man, I appreciate it. You're, you're awesome. Yeah, you know, and stuff like that. And then I went, you know, and then I go down to the next company that I pick up from, and there's, I think I counted what, like twenty five more pallets or something like that when we were on the mm-hmm. phone. So, you know, it's getting to talk to people and learning how to read body languages, how to read, you know, their their facial expressions and stuff like that because as a pallet guy as a scrapper as a junk removal person you want to feel invited you want to mm-hmm. feel welcome you want to feel like you know your job has a purpose because even though people look at it as a very dirty business a very i don't want to call it a low life business no i just don't think you, it's it's shown in the best of lights you know right. I don't well and that's that. the thing though because you know you have these like junk removal guys Mm-hmm. You know, this guy's going out in this busted up 1980 Ford pickup F-150 with a trailer that looks like it's about to fall apart. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they're picking up scrap metal, and you're like, oh, man, that guy's poor. He's he's this and that. I can promise you, that guy, there's a reason he's driving all. that 1980 Ford pickup and that busted up trailer because that stuff's paid for. Yeah. And he's probably got a nicer vehicle sitting in the driveway that he's not going to go beat up at the scrapyard. Absolutely. Because, Absolutely. you know, shoot, dude, I've had I had a bedside actually ripped off of a truck, off of one of my trucks, by a, by a magnet. What? Uh, yeah. From the scrapyard, really? From the scrapyard. And luckily, that luckily, I'm, 
I'm third generation, fourth generation metal scrapper. So the okay. college, the, the scrapyard knows me by name, by gotcha. truck, like, you know, and it's really cool and crazy because it really throws people off because when you pull onto the scale, they give you a number. Mm-hmm. Well, they don't do that with me. They just, oh, it's Corey. Cool. You know, and so, like, I've had guys come up to me and ask me, well, why don't you get a number? And I'm like, well, because I'm here every day. Uh, yeah. They know who I am. Yeah. My business, my family's been doing this since, you know, the 80s, you know. Well, different type of relationship. Yeah, a whole different type of relationship. And, you know, and it's cool, though, because the scrapyard mm-hmm. buys pallets from me. Hmm. Okay. For, for batteries and stuff like yeah, that. When they so, ship stuff out. Nice. You know, and it's it, it's a a working, evolving thing. You know, get to know get to know the management team, get to know the process, mm-hmm. get to know what people need, what they want. Yeah. Uh, man, you can turn. You know, you can you can turn something so simple as hey man, you know, go behind, go up to a business. Hey, I see y'all got all those pallets out back. Do you need them removed? You know, or do y'all have somebody that does it for y'all? Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes they'll tell you, yeah, man, we've got, you know, this guy that comes by, but he only takes the, the, a, you know, he only takes good pallets and he leaves a mess back there. And then you can tell him, I'm here with an empty trailer. I will haul off everything free of charge, you know, and you're going to get some. 4840s that are busted, but you can repair them or you can just sell them as cores. You know, and you might find some scrap metal back there and, you know, and all that cool stuff. And if you do find scrap metal, I always say ask. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, you know, do y'all want that hauled off too or just, just the pallets yeah. that y'all need hauled off? Sometimes, sometimes people say that for themselves, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, and, and there's been times I'll be like, hey, man, I'll give you a hundred bucks for that pile of scrap metal. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, take it, you know, and stuff like that. So, and how do you convince somebody that they're, that they, uh, you can get it for free or, or you're willing to pay for it? Mm-hmm. If it adds value to your life and it, and you see value in it, it's okay to pay for it. You know, yeah. Um, usually, what I do, like on a scrap metal removal, I will offer them twenty five percent. What do you mean? It. Well, so like, hey, of, I'm gonna go of, like what you're gonna get from it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So what I will do is I'll say, hey, cool. I don't know what this value is mm-hmm. because I don't know what the market value is right now. Mm-hmm. So let's load it up. I'll take it. I'll scrap it out, and I will give you twenty five percent of what that value is a lot of them are happy to do it i mean because they're not it's to them it's free money yeah that's what i was about to say you know yeah it's awesome they're not having to load it up they're not having to waste their time you know oh hey Corey's gonna come by he's gonna pick this up he's gonna do this he's gonna do that for us cool not a problem you know and i'm very transparent when it comes to that because what i Mm -hmm. will do is i show them the ticket you know, I'm like, this is nice. this is what your load made. Yeah. Here's 25% of it. And they're like, okay, cool, yeah. And, you know, no problem. And then the next thing you know, they're calling you up. Hey, we got another bin of scrap metal out there. Do you want to come by and grab it? Yeah. 
You know, and then sometimes like, they'll yeah. be like, you know what, just take it. Don't even worry about it. That's nice. You know? Yeah. And so you can do that, man. You can turn well, removals, junk removal, pallet removal, uh, trash material removal into a huge business. Yeah. You know, I think like, uh, like check your laws, you know, cause I know yeah. that sometimes trash and hazardous waste and things like that can, can open up another door of right. certifications or insurance that you might need and things like that. So, right. Absolutely. And the cool thing research. is like where I live, <clears throat> you know, we have the, we have the oil and gas industry. We have the cotton industry. We have the manufacturing industries. Um, so we get, so you can actually go buy what they call a trash trailer. Hmm. It's basically oh, yeah, with a, like a, the walls yeah, on it and everything. Yeah. The walls yeah. and the cage and all that. Mm-hmm. You can pick one up brand new for about $6,000. It's not too bad. I'm very fortunate in my area that we have an abundance of these trailers. Hmm. So I can go on marketplace and find one for like 2,500 bucks. Are they like dump trailers? No. Is that what it is? No. No, they okay. just have like doors on, you know, on the back end and okay. on the sides. And, gotcha. You know, okay. and you see a lot of these on like oil field locations, the trailers and stuff like that. And Where so they just, kind of, they just fill it know, with. Yeah, they just fill it with trash. And then, okay. you know, you charge them. Uh, I got a buddy that does it and he charges like $35 a day hmm. for this trailer to sit on location. Gotcha. So, and, you know, the trailer may be on location for five to ten days. So, you know, you're making pretty good money. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I think it's a good idea. So, I mean, the removal business, it's another scalable business. Pallets are a super scalable business. Yeah. I think Uh, that the... Again. So, you know, and then you have companies out there that build trash trailers and like legit trash trailers. And mm-hmm. I'm going to forget the name of the company, but I can look it up real quick. <laughs> but, uh, cause I have their, their stuff saved on my phone because I love their products. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the name of it? Protainer, protainer.com. They have okay. trash trailers. They do roll offs. They have this really cool. And I wish that I could just, spend the $50,000 to buy this thing. But it is literally a trash truck container on a trailer. And so like, like, like the compacting aspect yeah, of it. And like everything? it compacts okay. it. Gotcha. The little uh, trash cans that, you know, the, we don't have them here where I live, but the trash cans that you roll out to the side of the street, yeah, and they yeah. you know pick it up and stuff like that. You can buy yeah. containers like that. This is what this machine uses, so you can set it up so many different ways. Like you, you can know. become your own trash company. Oh much yeah, absolutely. Gotcha. You know, but, yeah, but yeah. with that, um, the reason why I want to purchase that particular model and that particular trailer mm-hmm. is because I do have a company that I deal with that does have one of my trash trailers. And they just fill it with cardboard, and we haul it off once a month. Mm-hmm. But they get these cardboard tubes that are like twelve and fourteen and twenty-four inches, you know, in diameter, and they're an inch thick. And so, you know, they they fill up pretty quickly, and you go unload it. Well, the cardboard company that I deal with that buys it from me, 
they'll take a skid steer and just run over the top of it and smash it down, tear it up and all that stuff so they can pack it into their baler. Mm-hmm. And so this, to me, would be they could put it in there and it would just smash it automatically. Right. I see and what you're so, saying. Gotcha. Makes your life easier. You can take yeah. more of it at one time. Gotcha. So, okay. You know, there's, nice. there's so many yeah. ways to do this business, to do haul-offs. Honestly, it kind of like rolls into the next topic that I wanted to touch base on, which was like, what can you do with the materials that you might end up with? And so, you know, like we've kind of been touching base on that. I think you're a good example of recycling of, of the materials that you get, but like the pallets themselves, obviously you can sell the pallets, you can break them down and sell the material. You right. can, uh, then, then we'll talk about like the, um, cardboard, right? Like, so you can take the cardboard and you can sell it to a recycling facility, right? right. Then there's metal. You can bring it to the scrap yard. So it's funny because it's like everything that you have been talking about and that you do is like all the the next topic that I really wanted to touch base on. So it's great because there's like story and backing to it, but there's now, you know, like I just want to lay it out for everybody where it's like, okay, like I said previously with the metal, the pallets, the cardboard, um, drums, things like that, like metal or plastic drums. I know people that uh, you got to know whether it's food grade or not. That's huge. Yes. Yes, no, when it, when it comes to, like, the plastic drums, the 55-gallon drums. The totes, the, the big totes tote containers. You know, most of those will tell you what's in it, what's on the side mm-hmm. of it, if it's hazardous <clears throat> materials. Uh, you know, know, know what's in those because a lot of that stuff cannot be resold mm-hmm. as far as, hey, I got a 250-gallon tote that had pesticides in it well you can't do nothing with that but cut it down and mm-hmm. and try to salvage the metal out of the the crate or the tote or you can become a full-on stockyard for these companies and because a lot of them will have a phone number on the side of them mm-hmm. and you can call them up and be like hey uh you know this is this is Corey. i'm with km crating systems in, Le- in leveland texas um i've got 500 totes all of them have y'all's phone number on them. <laughs> well, the thing is, though, is like where I live, we're in agriculture, so totes are everywhere. Normal. And gotcha. 99% of the time, what do the farmers do? They pull the plastic liner out, they'll throw them in a burn pit and burn them. I've seen then, people make use of the cages more than yes. anything, where they fill it with like lumber or they lumber, fill it with like uh, firewood. Um, Hey, I want to say, I was going to say, I've seen, I've seen people make uh, yeah. hay uh, feeders, feeders out of them, mm-hmm. but, yeah. uh, you know, you can, you can become that, that drum and crate guy mm-hmm. where, you know, you, you set up a, a general location, you know, make sure you're following your federal guidelines, your local guidelines yeah. guys for, yeah. for these businesses, because you, it's, how do I put it? It's a very dark there's a lot of regulation is there is a lot of federal regulations there's even a lot of federal federal regulations in the pallet industry mm-hmm. but like, you know yeah, fire, um, yeah and, research you know? yes please you know 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 what you're handling know what you're getting into mm-hmm. um because it could be you know it could be the difference between 
you know, a slap on the wrist. Hey, let's not do that again up to mm-hmm. a, oh my God, now I'm, oh, you're being fined by the federal government $300,000. Right. And you're looking at two years in jail because you did something wrong, right. you know? Right. And so, don't so knowing, that. knowing your, you know, <clears throat> the, the, the laws, the regulations, what insurance you need, yeah. uh, making sure you have the proper insurance, proper paperwork, you know, to do these businesses is a lot. Yeah. And so yeah. luckily in the pallet business, they're not going to really go after the, the, the small guy that's just going out, picking up 50, a hundred pallets and selling them to the pallet yard. They're not, they're not going to really worry about those guys, but they're going to worry more about like guys like me that have the pallet yards where, you know, we're stacked up with, you know, a thousand pallets, 2000 pallets, Mm-hmm. You know, and you become a fire hazard and, you know, well, what do you, you know, you got to have a plan and what do you do if, if a fire happens and stuff like that? Unfortunately, with pallets, right. if a pilot catches fire, sit back and roast your marshmallows because yeah. you're going to be there a while. Yeah. I remember one time I was, uh, <clears throat> I was driving up to upstate New York and we actually saw a uh, tractor trailer on the side of the road that was like filled with chips, like just burning. Mm-hmm. And you could tell the fire started like in the actual trailer itself and then oh, wow. progressed forward. Yeah. Like you could see there was a point where it's like there were unburned pallets. And mm. then I think what it was, was it was like the brakes must have overheated or something. And it just right from the, that like point right. started to burn. And it was interesting because it went like forward, but the rear was like not, but anyway, mm. yes, fire is not going to stop burning wood it's wood the pallets are wooden so yeah but um and you know and if if you do want to burn pallets um we we usually do is we'll set some we'll set pallets aside for the bonfires for the high school kids nice and so they can come pick them up when they get ready to do their homecoming bonfires Mm -hmm. or you know just reach out to uh the fire department fire department be like hey do you you know do y'all want to train yeah, you know, and you can you can hit up your local volunteer firefighters. Yeah, because those guys they they get some training, you know, throughout the year because the state says they have to have it. But if you go out and reach out to them and be like, "Hey, I've got a thousand, you know, okay, that's gonna be a little much," yeah. but I don't I don't, don't see anybody try. burning a thousand pallets just to burn a thousand pallets because you know that's. <laughs> yeah. But Some hey, man, I've got there. you know 150 pallets. They're rotten. Man. Mm-hmm. The trash do your guys want to train on them this weekend or mm-hmm. do you want to come haul them off and like set them up for y'all and you know you can and all that good stuff and a lot of them will say yes yeah so no it, it depends um so i think that you know there's many uses of uh, as far as like how to dispose of the things that you get you know like call your junkyard get a price for like for dump fees, call your local scrap yard, maybe get their prices for different precious metals. Um, call your local recycling facility, check on maybe their minimum weights for cardboard, things like that. And then that way you have like your Rolodex of information. So when you're going out, like you, you can look at a pile of junk and, and know how much it's worth, you know, or, or look at a pile of, would and and know how much money you can make off of it and i think that um that's really what this business is is just like familiarizing yourself with these things and um it's a fluctuating market as well so you have to know those changes and stay up to date on those things 
Um, yeah, and, and always be prepared. And that's that's another yeah. thing is you yeah. know we're in a commodity business. Mm-hmm. Commodities change from day to day, uh, like cardboard. You know their prices change monthly. You know right. I know every day on the on the sixth of every month that new price is going to come out. So whether it goes up or down, mm-hmm. it's just it's a game. You know I've been in it where I've re, I've had one hundred and fifty dollars a ton, and I've been in it where cardboard was negative five dollars a ton. Wow! And at that point, what do you do? You know, and so uh, it, it follows the market. You know, I've been on the the scrap metal scale, and I'll pull in and get weighed in and go get unloaded. And come around and, you know, they'll be like, oh, man, good thing you uh, weighed in 30 minutes ago because the price changed, you know, and wow. stuff like that. So That quickly? I didn't that realize quickly. it could be like that. That's oh, crazy. Dude, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, uh, you know, it's 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 knowing your market, knowing, being prepared for the, mm-hmm. the down times, the slow times, mm-hmm. and being able to get through that. And so when we're talking about, you know, hauling off pallets and stuff like that, what do you do with those hauled off pallets? Strip them out. Uh, know what comes on them. Strip them down. Reuse them to rebuild pallets. You can, you know, sell the lumber. Uh, man, you can do so much with, with hauling yeah. off pallets and stuff like right. that. And just being there for the for the customer, being there for those those businesses and you know, you, you can be the hero, you know, just hauling stuff off and stuff like that. And yeah, you know, really all it takes, you know, to, to do a haul off business is a pickup truck and a trailer. Right. Yeah. And I think that, um, that's kind of the cool part, right. Is that it's like, it can start out as a junk removal business and it can turn into a pallet removal business or it can start as a pallet removal business or pallet business and then you see the benefit of also doing like a full on chunk service, junk removal service right. uh, business. And so, yeah, I mean, I think that it's a ever evolving landscape and it's all just based off of your local environment and how you can adjust to that. I think that like pretty much we've covered all of the, the discussions that um, we had wanted to talk about. I mean, like, you know, it's an alternative to a dumpster. There's a bunch of different materials that you can haul off and recycle. I think offering uh, variety in the deal, like you've discussed, you know, where sometimes you'll end up delivering pallets for free, but like you're making money on on other sides of it, whether it's mm-hmm. selling their recycling or just selling their, or, or using their, um, you know, core pallets to build pallets of your own to resell. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I necessarily can't really think of another, you know, topic to discuss on this or another thing that I would like to. Well, and so on. you know, there when, is, when we talk, know, we, we talk alternative businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and you've you've heard me say in the past, take a flyer. You, mm-hmm. know, you can you can go to FedEx or you can go, you know, there's so many ways you can go online. And build your own little flyer and, you know, and put, you know, KM creating systems and, you know, have a stack of pallets on the front and they open it and and you can put like extra uh, or alternative businesses or what we do. Mm -hmm. 
and you know, and they're they're looking at it, and they're like, oh, well, this guy will you know do will stripe our our loading dock, he'll stripe our sidewalks, you know, and stuff like that. And you know, everybody's like striping. You can order a little machine, you know, it's like 150 bucks. Mm-hmm. It's a little spray paint that they use, and you can you can stripe a whole parking lot for, you know, go into a place. Hey, man, I'll charge you five bucks. I'll charge you ten bucks a, a parking space, and I will stripe this entire thing for you. Hmm. And you can make you know a thousand dollars in a day. Yeah, like yeah, I see what you're saying. To 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 sit there and say I'm going to do only haul offs. Or I'm going to only do, you know, pallets. Mm-hmm. It works for some people. For some people, you know, you want to be a full-service company. You know, if, if you need me to come pressure wash your sidewalk because there's bird poop all over it, yeah, cool. I'm going to come do it. Yeah. You know, I'm going to charge you for it. Right. But, you know, <clears throat> I'm there for for my customers, and I think that's what everybody needs to take away from this is, you know, be there for your customers. Be willing to step outside of the, the that that box of mm-hmm. I only want forty eight forties. Yeah. You know, yeah. I only want A grade forty eight forties. I only want A's and B's. You know, step outside that box and haul everything off, and offer them more than just you know, hey, I'm I'm just here for your pallets, and that's all I care about. Yeah, you know, I think and stuff like that. So I think the um, to kind of like speak on well, and I, I feel like I've said this before and I know I like recently posted it in the Facebook group as well. But like one of my new favorite quotes has been uh, don't focus on the success that you will have instead focus on the impact that you will mm-hmm. make. And I think that it applies to everything, you know, mostly in my opinion, business or in my life business where, you know, it's not just about being successful or, you know, know, wanting this, this big company and multiple locations and all of this money or freedom or whatever comes along with what you view as success. I think more so what's more important is to think about the impact that you can have on somebody's business and life. You know, I think like you're talking about, you go there, you pick up the pallets, you look around, you say, hmm, if I were a truck driver, I would have no idea where these lines are, how to line myself up to back myself up to the dock. You know, if it's like an old parking lot that doesn't seem well-maintained to just simply say, hey, you know, I'll paint some some parking space lines for you, make lives a little bit easier. You know, like it's it's one of those things that like, it might not sound like it's a big deal, but at the end of the day, these people like everybody's so busy and like i think it's fortunate that like we have we're part of an industry that's more on the like ground floor you know like we see everything <laughs> you right, know like yeah. we, we are we can involve ourselves in every way uh in a, in a business and like have some sort of uh, at least that's what i like to think but my point really is that it's just like we have the opportunity to slow down and so with that time, slow down and think about how else you can expand, how else you can benefit people. You know, like if you're, if you're sitting there and you're like, I'm not making money, I'm bored. I got nothing to do. This isn't working. Whatever, whatever you're, you know, going through your head, start thinking about other ways, 
start bringing a pressure washer around with you and start offering to, like you said, pressure wash people's sidewalks, start bringing a paint can and, and, a uh, it's like a big stick, right? That you just like attach. Uh, this no, this is, it's actually a, uh, let's see here. And I know I've seen like pressure washer type paint systems. Right. Yeah. Well, they have different, uh, diff- different deals. Uh... But so anyway, I think that like, while you're looking that up, um, the, the takeaway again is just like, be open to offering alternatives, be, be, keep your eyes and ears open, pay attention to what's going on around you, you know, like look yeah, like, for ways. So I'm like here on, on just Google, you know, and all mm-hmm. I did was parking lot spray machines. You know, they have them anywhere from $150 all the way up to like $2,500, you know, and they get more advanced and stuff like that, just depending on what you're, you know, wanting to do and wanting to get into. And, you know, you can, man, you can offer so many different aspects of, of just not, not only just being that, that pallet guy, but being a full service back door, what I call a backdoor company, you know, you're taking care of the receiving side of, of things. You know, they, they have, so you pull up to a place and they got 10 loading docks, you know, and you, you see that most of their paints gone from the paint, you know, from the, <clears throat> from the parking lot where they back the semis in and stuff like that. And, you know, Hey man, I'll, you got, you know, 10, 10 bays. I'll do them for, you know, 10 bucks a piece, 20 bucks a piece, make you two, $300. And it's going to take you 10 minutes worth of work, you know, a leaf blower and a spray paint can, uh, striping machine. And you've made 200 bucks. You paid for it first time, do it 10 times, then do that 10 times and then do that 10 times. And, uh, you know, and the next thing you know, you've made, you know, you've paid for your materials, you paid for it. Now people know who you are. Dude, you would be very surprised at how many people I have pull up to me when I'm hauling stuff off or I'm loading pallets. And, hey, man, you pick up pallets? Yeah, hey, I have this business around the corner, man. Come by. Come check out our pallets. I need them hauled off, too. Or, you know, they'll be like, oh, hey, you're picking up pallets. Do you sell those? Yeah. You know, hey, man, can I buy them from you? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's, it's being exposed and it's being out there and it's being willing to take that leap into being open to other avenues and, and being willing to help other businesses and not just, oh, I'm going to go out and just pick up 4840s. You know, you, you, you can turn everything into a bigger situation than what it really is. Mm-hmm. And to me, you know, we live in a society where, you know, everything either ends up in the landfill or in the dumpster and in tra- you know, and stuff like that. And we have to step back and be like, what can we use this for to keep it from getting that to that point? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, what can we do with, uh, you know, alternative routes and businesses and stuff like that to make income? And so, you know, you can sit there and say, oh, well, I'm going to go, you know, stripe this parking lot. Cool. Pressure washer, leaf blower, and a $150 little paint striping machine. And right. you're good to go. Yeah. You know. 
Yeah, and it's and again, so, it's it's not even like you're saying that it's like your main source of income or like your you know main business. It's just like be open to other opportunities of income. Be right. open to assisting businesses in other ways other than pallets. You know, I mm -hmm. think that like if you can survive off of it, God bless. But at the same time, if you want to make an impact on a business and kind of prove your worth or let them know that like, you're not just in this one single lane, you're willing to shift as you need to like that, that right. is alternatives, power washing, line painting, uh, getting one of those magnet rollers and like mm -hmm. making sure you pick up like nails around the, even the warehouse, you know, like offer to do something like that for them. Um, well, not only that, but when you're doing haul off, you know, and I carry a magnet with me. That's a great point too. I carry a mm -hmm. magnet, I carry a shovel and I carry a rake with me. Nice. And sometimes I'll carry my trash can, but pick up the little shards of, of broken pallets, pick up, mm -hmm. you know, run a magnet over where they were, you know, and stuff like that. Companies see that businesses see that managers see that. Yeah. And they look at it like, Oh, this guy's not just here to rummage through my pallets. He's here mm -hmm. to haul everything off and clean the space up. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, when you do that, now, now you, now you've become a service company. Now you've become an asset to that business and they're more willing to say, Hey, you know, I'll see you in a week or, Hey, I'll call you, you know, when we get some more, you know, and stuff like that. And they really appreciate when you pick up the trash and you pick up the, the, the nails that have fallen off the pallets because nobody likes a flat tire, yeah. you know? And yeah. so, and that's, that's one thing that I try to do is I always re try to reduce you know, the, the flat tires, the, you know, somebody stepping on a nail and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So if you can pick up, you know, spend five minutes picking up, you know, just chunks of trash or, you know, you can get one of those little, uh, uh, dust pans that has a handle on it and a broom and you just go around just sweep them up and go dump them in the dumpster. Yeah. You know, it, it makes the customer and it makes, you know, everybody feel great about it because then they're like, okay, cool. You care about us. You care about our mm -hmm. business. You're not just somebody that wants our pallets for nothing, you know? And then yeah. you do that. And, and when I say you add value to their business is because they see value in you and they're more willing to give you free pallets. You know, they're yeah. like, Oh, you cleaned up the area for us. Great. Cool. You know, really, really, really appreciate it. Uh, you know, Hey, don't worry about painting us for them. Just, you know, take them. And then you've turned a situation in where you've had to pay for pallets to a free pallet or, you know, or where, uh, where you're having to pay pallets and now they're just giving them to you or, you know, however you want to word that. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's being open to doing more yeah. for businesses and, and being that backdoor company. Yeah. And, you know, you're there to clean their loading docks and stuff like that. Now we're very fortunate, like where we're at, you know, cause you know, we get leaves and stuff. You'll go out, pick up pallets and you'll have leaves, you know, stacked up cause they've blown in and stuff like that. And, mm -hmm. you know, we'll clean pallets up. We'll pick up the shards of, uh, wood and stuff. And then they're like, Oh, there's, there's leaves. Ah, the wind around here, like the last yeah. three days we've had like 60 mile an hour winds. So it's gotcha. like, oh, they'll be in the next county by lunch, you know? So, 
<laughs> nice. But yeah, but, you know, you can't you can't do everything. But yeah, right. I think um no, I think that like there was a lot of value in this conversation. I hope that people listening in um found this to be useful. I think that if there's any other like specific questions that people felt like we we didn't answer, you know, feel free to write them in the comments uh or send them as a message to Corey or I. Uh, email as well also works through the Palette Plug website. Um, whichever your preferred method is. I know that we had a comment on one of our last videos and, you know, like I can't message people through YouTube or Spotify or things like that. So just so if you're aware, um, you know, provide some form of contact, whether it's your email or reach out with, uh, with your email. Yeah. I mean, to and, my email. And that's Go another ahead. thing guys. I'm on Facebook, you know, and like Kyle said, we have a, this, this industry is very, I won't almost want to call it relaxing. Oh yeah, because I keep my well, phone. I, I mean, think it depends. Yeah, but yeah. Well, <laughs> like you know, I have guys messaging me all the time. Hey man, how do you do this? Hey, mm-hmm. you know, I got this question. Cool, I'll answer it. Message me on Facebook. You know, yeah. I'm an open book. Yeah. You know, call me. My number's on yeah. Facebook. You know, and and my wife gets mad at me for that. She's like, "You're gonna have stalkers," and I'm like, "Yeah, well, you know, that's life." <laughs> and Right. You know, if I have somebody yeah. that wants to stalk me, cool, stalk me, man. I mean, enjoy enjoy the the ride and the I say the, the word, but enjoy the shit show because yeah, that's yeah. what it is. But uh, you know, I'm just I'm an open book. Reach out to us. Reach out to me. Um, you know, Kyle has a lot of knowledge. I have a wealth of knowledge when it comes to the pallet industry. Agreed. And, you know, yeah. and I don't know everything. But I know people that do know things, and I can get you an answer. Um, so yeah, man, it's it's been great. It's you know, episode five. This is awesome. Yeah, pretty cool. So, I'm excited for it. So, and with the previous one having uh, the owner of Cocoa Palettes on, like that was super exciting as well. So hopefully we have him back. And then, hey, if you uh, have any interest in possibly coming on, like I said, just reach out to us provide some form of contact if you're doing it as a uh, YouTube comment, just because like I said, we can't reach out to you, but right. um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Like uh, there, there are people watching and, and listening to this. So thank you everyone. It's very much appreciated. Uh, we hope to continue to keep providing you guys content and answering any questions you may have. And yeah, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. Yeah, man. Appreciate Corey. everybody listening in and, you know, Give us your feedback on the on the Facebook page, man. Let us know <laughs> if y'all want us to talk about something, and you know. And I think that uh, I've got some ideas for a couple of episodes coming up and stuff like that. We got some really big name people that we're talking to that we're going to try to bring on, so you know we can we can get some information from them. And I think that it's it's going to be super informative for everybody. Absolutely. So, yeah. And definitely emphasis on the, uh, the, the feedback aspect. It's yeah. super helpful. Um, and specifically referring to the palette professionals, Facebook group, that is the yes. one that, that I run and that like we're very active in. So, yeah. So, um, I mean, guys just reach out to us, let us know. You can tell us your opinion and yeah. Tell whether, us you whether don't we, like us. Yeah. Doesn't mean, doesn't mean we're going to go with it, but you know, right. It helps. Right. It helps that, yeah. you know, we want y'all to enjoy this. And yeah, it was funny. I had, so. um, Blake, Blake, uh, Johnston from, uh, Georgia. Uh, he, he is a uh, North, North side pallets. 
is the name of his business. Uh, he commented on when I like posted the, the video, like one of our first episodes, he's like, you look a little different than in your Facebook photo. Cause like my <laughs> yeah. Facebook photo, I have short hair and like no beard. And like first couple episodes I had a lot of hair and a lot of beard. Mm. So I was like, let me, let me trim it down. It's starting to get warmer <laughs> here too. So, yeah. but, um, but yeah, again, thank you everybody. You know, Corey and I really appreciate it. I think that we always look forward to sitting and talking to each other and just like seeing the responses that we get from, from people. And, um, thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it guys. Big time. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in and, uh, take care.